Hello, I'm Chris Waters, founder of Spirit of the Inca School of Energy Medicine in the UK and Academia Shamanica in Romania. Welcome to my podcast. Hello and welcome to our December podcast. And as we are approaching Christmas, we thought it would be a wonderful idea to bring on board Peter Burton, who is um, an expert in communication skills and a, a good friend. He's part of the Spirit of the Inca team in the background. And um, yeah, welcome, Peter. Ah, Thank you very much, Chris. Hello, everybody. What is it exactly that you would like people to uh, learn from you coming up to Christmas when, you know, things do get stressful, people do get stressed, you know, it's like they've got family coming or kids at home. There's always going to be some kind of argument or difficulty about who's coming to dinner, who's not. You know, all those kind of things. How would you like to advise people, let's say, on a new way of communicating that works better than the old way? I talk about communicate for a change, a business name, uh, or from conflict to connection, um, because conflict is inevitable. Difference of opinion, disagreements, arguments, they happen. You know, that's that's not the issue, uh, how we deal with difference of opinion, disagreements, arguments. Now, that is the real deal for me, or that's the real issue that um, I seek to offer as a result of things that I've learned. uh, I've increased my knowledge and skills over the years, because I certainly grew up in a family, no disrespect to them, um, where conflict was dealt with um, in what I might call the standard way or the traditional way. Um, rarely, were, rarely were arguments held uh, out loud, but you could tell, you could feel it. Uh, it was palpable as a youngster in that family when things were not uh, being seen eye to eye between well, mum and dad in particular. Um, because, well, <laughs> who... Who would be surprised at the way that we've caught the methods rather than been taught the methods? Certainly the schools I went to and workplaces I've worked in, um, none of that was available. It was just the standard model. Um, Perhaps it might be useful to just say a few words uh, about what I call the standard model or the standard method um, or, or when somebody... Uh, says or does something that we don't like or we don't enjoy, including ourselves when we do or say things we don't like or wish we hadn't said, etc. We've got a habit, and most cultures, not all, but most cultures around the world, have got the habit of um, judging that in terms of good, bad, right, wrong. Um, And if we or others deem what we've said or done to be 
uh, wrong, then uh, the consequence of that is some kind of sanction or punishment, because that's what we or others deserve. That's the type of thinking that happens. Or if we've done something that we consider others have said or done something that we consider to be good uh, or right, then uh, we think we deserve or they deserve some kind of praise or reward. And that's the kind of standard either or uh, dualistic kind of thinking that has informed not just interpersonal conflict, but conflict on a wider stage. How's, how's any of that sounding to you, Chris, as I explain it? Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. That's the old way of doing things, and that's the way that we've been. I like that we've caught it. We haven't necessarily been taught it. You know, that's what we see. We see it on TV. We see it on, ah, uh, you know, on programs like EastEnders and you know soap operas. That's what we're learning: how to be unkind to each other and also to ourselves because it's blame shame fault you know those what you, i know you call them the toxic four yeah, so you might want to talk, yeah you might yeah. want to talk about them <laughs> well just just really to flag them up that this is kind of what goes on in our um by and large in, in a type of thing i don't want to uh, <laughs> i don't want to criticize thinking because thinking is very very useful um, but certain kinds of thinking, types of thinking, are very unhelpful. In fact, they're quite harmful, basically, to our own mental health, uh, as well as any kind of impact that certain kinds of thinking have on our communication with others. And as a result, the type of relationship or the way of relating that we have with others well with ourselves first uh, we can get involved in some very uh, unkind and, and punishing type of thinking uh, and as you flagged up what i call the toxic quartet uh, fault guilt blame and shame in particular which is the most toxic of the four shame that is uh, um, not that we acknowledge we've we've done something wrong, but that we are wrong. Uh, 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 I'm loath to use the word "I love" the <laughs> the expression "fault," but it's uh, it, it tells a story, a very powerful story. You know that we're at fault. There's something faulty. We're like faulty goods. You know we should be taken back and, and repaired or something. Um, so there's a, a real lack of acceptance. Um, there's far much more criticism of ourselves and others rather than a different attitude I would encourage, which is about curiosity. Um, what, you know, what, is, what, what is causing my um, irritation or annoyance with what I've said or done or what someone else has said or done. What is actually going on there? If we're not going to be judging ourselves and others in terms of right, wrong, good, bad, then the question then is, well, 
what what else do we do? Do we just tell ourselves, oh, I, I mustn't do that, I shouldn't do that, which, of course, the way our brains work, that, that doesn't work because in order to not think of something, we have to think of it first. It's the famous blue triangle kind of notion, you know, don't think of a blue triangle. Uh, well, you've got to think of a blue triangle before you put it away. So rather than not doing it, how about we do something else? How about we... Uh, Look at our own, we get curious. How about we get curious about what's going on in me? Um, what is happening in my body? What is happening in my, what am I thinking, actually? And most crucially, what am I feeling? What feelings or emotions am I having? And typically, if we experience emotions or feelings that are unpleasant, that would tell us something really important, which is that something that's important to us, a core value perhaps, or a, a need that we have, a present need that we have, is not being met. Now, if we start to get curious about that, that in my experience and what I offer to others, what I like to share, is that takes us down a very different road. Uh, a path less trodden, that's for sure, um, not having our present needs met, not having our core values, things that we really think are important, honoured. Ah, okay. Now, there is an interesting basis for some communication because by being curious, we might not only get curious about ourselves, but we might get curious about the other person and what they're saying or the other people, what they're saying and doing that we're not enjoying. I wonder, we could go into wondering as well as curiosity, I wonder what's happening for them after, that comes second, I think. Firstly, it's like, well, what's going on in me here? Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's quite a lot of words out there. So I'm going to just pause for a moment and hear any kind of reflections or observations you might have, Chris, about any of that. Yeah, I, I, I do think it's so important if you get into conflict with somebody to, instead of jumping straight in with judgments or a fight, you know, a row that can, <laughs> we've all had them, you know, big rows and you can feel it coming up in you. It's like, this isn't right or what they're saying is wrong or this is upsetting me, blah, blah, blah. But the, the most important thing is that I love that curiosity because it's like, hmm, hmm, I wonder what's going on in me. What that person is doing or saying is really irritating me or worse than that is making me very angry and what is that feeling and and of course i know what you're going to say nobody can make you angry <laughs> you're feeling angry all by yourself but the <sighs> stimulus is in some in what someone's doing but that stimulus that angry feeling or that irritation or you know even rage if you want to go right to the very end of that can create such separation and such um it's the very thing you don't want but it's what you end up with exactly which is why i, I like to uh, give it a label if you like uh, of what uh, what i'm seeking to share is 
to be able to move from conflict to connection uh, while still perhaps not agreeing with someone else. Um, as you've just said, really, they, uh, helping people to become more aware of the difference between a stimulus and a cause. And it's very common in our language to talk about, as you said already, you know, somebody making me feel a certain way, making me do something. Well, uh, hang on a minute. We, we need to stop there for a minute, pause and unpick that a little bit because, yes, they might be the stimulus, but I'm the cause because if, if you're the cause of what I'm thinking and feeling, well, Who's in charge of me? That's very, all of a sudden I've become a, like a puppet, you know, on the end of someone's strings. Um, so, therefore, I have power and control over what I think, what I feel, and also my actions. Now, that's not actually uh, very common. It's not familiar to most. It's very easy to blame other people for what's happening to me, um, which actually just uh, reduces or takes completely away any agency or power, personal power um, from me. And I've, I'm doing it to myself by that kind of thinking. Instead of getting curious and going, hmm, yeah, as you've said, what is going on in me? What's happening in my body? Uh, what's uh, happening to my thinking, what am I feeling, and if I'm not enjoying what I'm feeling, that tells me straight away that my present need is not being met. And then we get into another bit of a muddle between mixing up the, the way I'm trying to get my uh, need met with the need itself. And that's where the conflict always occurs. The conflict doesn't occur at the level of, of needs. It occurs at the level of, we'll call them strategies, but ways of behaving. Um, and we get attached to our way. And then we get into my way or the highway. And that's where the conflict occurs. Um, and we, we get in fixed positions, um, uh, claiming, of course, that our way is the best way or the right way. And surprise, surprise, guess what the other person or the other people are thinking too and well, that's exactly. where we get into us it, it's so, almost like it's almost like we i want you to agree with me and the other person is saying i want you to agree with me so we want, <laughs> if we could only agree to agree then then we would be back in harmony but it yep. doesn't work like that right <laughs> well it, it it's because we are if you like skating on the surface skating on thin ice actually <laughs> because the you know it, it boils down to as you said really it boils down to three thoughts you know i'm right you're wrong once you agree with me then everything's all right and that everyone else is thinking exactly the same thing so that's where we get you know we just go round the bush i suppose we call it you know we have we don't have lots of different arguments usually. We probably have one or two arguments about the same thing, and that, that we get we get stuck in uh, or, or trapped actually in a. And I use the word a vortex of of energy, and that's not um, kind of a fanciful term 
uh, well, it might be, but what it seeks to describe is what's actually going on physiologically and neurologically, that when we get stirred up, I'll call it, when we start to notice <clears throat> that our heart rate increases, our breath gets quicker and shallower, um, we start to feel perhaps hot in the body. These are all physiological and uh, it impacts and what's going on in our brains is that the neocortex, our thinking reasoning brain, uh, goes offline. And then we are uh, honoring the our threat detection system, also known as the amygdala, which then controls our behavior and takes us into the midbrain or the backbrain. And then we believe that our only choices are fight, flight, uh, freeze or faint. Um, and this, of course, is is a brain that we have had for um, far, far longer than our neocortex. And it's enabled us to survive as a species. So all of this, all of a sudden, you know, we're not seeing um, we're not seeing another person, if you like. We are just seeing a uh, uh, well, we might be seeing a person, but we've used a different label, which is usually something like a threat or an enemy, which, you know, <laughs> if if you're faced with, uh, you know, the, the cliche, of course, is the saber-toothed tiger, uh, you, know, you know, that's going to do you uh, great harm, potentially, or that's what the thing, you know, the fear is. And all of a sudden, we are not who we are in the 21st century in a room with another person we are back in that place and that time and that land and our behavior then uh, jumps straight in uh, and all of a sudden then the person that we're relating to a family member perhaps or an intimate person or even, or even a work colleague they become the enemy and they have to be beaten and this is an one last thing i'll say now we we've been led to believe what the purpose of conflict is the conflict we've been led to believe that it's about overpowering it's beating the opponent or the enemy well in a competitive sport you know that makes absolute sense you know you, you know, winning losing draw you know drawing it, it's one of the outcomes in terms of a personal relationship that's an absolute disaster so if that's not the purpose of conflict what the heck is the purpose of conflict then well i believe it's to understand understand ourselves understand another and build a bridge of understanding between us and others yeah i like that that is that's beautiful and my question then would be and for many people listening how do you do that hmm. Uh, well, the critical bit, as I've said already, is to notice what we all have a tendency to do, and I'm certainly not uh, excluding myself here. Um, notice when we're doing the traditional thing, <laughs> the thing we've all caught, and I will say all of us, um, we're noticing when we're criticising or judging ourselves or others, ah, ah, Okay, there are. Oh, I see what I am thinking here. Right, so hold on. Let's press the pause button for a minute. Let's take three deep breaths. Let's slow things down instead of speeding them up. 
And let's get clear about what I am thinking, what I am feeling, what's going on in my body. And if it's not very pleasant what I'm experiencing, I wonder what need of mine has gone missing or is not actually, what am I not honouring right now? Or what is someone else not honouring in in the way that they are talking to me, at me? Um, And then what do I need to do to meet my need in this present moment? Um, So that is fed, that habit, if you like, which will be a new habit for most of us. It's fed by an attitude shift from criticism and judgment to one of curiosity um, rather than animosity that's so so to slow things down to breathe um, maybe we might need uh, to walk away not run away (laughs) but to walk away from a situation in order to regain some kind of equilibrium or regulation because if we become dysregulated is the sort of modern term we get stirred up um Our thinking brain shuts off, and then before we know where we are, adrenaline and cortisol have taken over our system, and we are kind of biting back. We are, and here we are again. Uh, Surprise, surprise, almost as if it is a scripted event. You know, you say this, I say this, you do that, I do this, and off we go again in the vortex. So, looking to acknowledge become aware of when i i would call it that when the temperature starts to rise what can we do to regulate ourselves because we might be wanting the other person to change and do something different but we could be waiting a very long time um, maybe even a lifetime so as the phrase goes uh, it takes two to create a pattern of behavior but it only takes one to break it. And why would that one person not be you? Because that will improve the situation. Um, But it's, it's a new habit. It's unfamiliar. And it is very much about making, uh, making the unfamiliar familiar and the familiar unfamiliar. That's part of the challenge. Yeah. I get that. And that's, and that, that's through repetition, actually. It's through, and how does any habit get formed? It's uh, it's how often we repeat it. And, of course, we've got to counter the hundreds, if not thousands of times we've developed the court habit, I'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a, uh, another thing that I would add there, because... For many people, they might know what it is they're feeling in their body, but in a situation where the heat is turned up, they might not know in that moment what it is they actually need. And mm, true. Um, yeah, w- w- what would those present needs be in that moment? It's like a need for 
it's, it's almost, I, 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 in a way, I want to get away from that word need because then you become needy. But there's um, something around what you said a lot earlier about the sense of uh, something in me is not being, is important to me. Something yeah, in me is important to me and I, I and it's not, I'm somehow, uh, the other person is not acknowledging or, yeah, that that's not being valued. Mm. Uh, and uh, quite likely uh, it's, it's something I'm not valuing in me. You know, it's a core value that we're talking about. It, things that are important that aren't being honoured. It might be a, a, you know, words that uh, typically we're not, we're not very literate, I don't think, with... Mm. Uh, but a word like respect, you see, would be a, a classic, you know, that people are, you're not respecting yourself, you're not respecting your, your health, your body, etc. someone else isn't. Uh, so once we agree that yeah, respecting each other yeah. is really important, then, okay, then we need to unpick how are we aiming to honour that value, honour that need, uh, meet that need uh, by doing or saying something different to what we're doing and saying, because obviously what we're doing and saying currently isn't working. So rather than try harder, which is, again, another habit that we might have, um, then, uh, okay, let's take one step back. Um, and it may well be, as you say, you know, when we start to feel that temperature rising, I'll call it, um, in one of the one of the most important things to do initially i think is to step away now that may require um a, an explanation either before or after so that the other person doesn't think that you're kind of uh, um running away from the situation but the the idea is that you're seeking to just calm yourself down a little bit so we can actually talk um, more reasonably, uh, bring our thinking brains together rather than our fight, flight, freeze or faint brains together, which is only going to reinforce the old habits. So um, helping to identify or reflect in a calmer moment about, yeah, what what was that kind of, uh, what was important to me that wasn't being honoured or that I wasn't honouring? What, what need of mine wasn't being met? Um, and I've, I've got used to, I suppose, using the word need because I don't associate it with being needy. I, I actually associate it with, uh, it, it's an expression, it's life's force, life's energy aiming to express itself. Um, I don't know how that sounds, but it's uh, it's life itself wanting to be expressed in a way um, that uh, enhances life and grows life and grows us. Uh, and the old way, the old habits keep us stuck in a small place. Um, um, and also, actually... I'm what I'm with when I'm hearing you say that is life itself is actually wanting connection because that's what we are at the uh, uh, you know our core 
issue with humans is a desire for connection. So what happens with the old way is just completely disconnects us. Mm. Whereas if we if we come back to ourselves to connect first with ourselves, then we can connect with another. But mm. if we're disconnected from ourselves, disconnected from our hearts, if you like, then yeah. there's there's a there's little chance that we can connect to another. So going back to what you were saying is like, what's going on in my body? What's going on in my thinking? What am I feeling? What am I telling myself? Mm. All of those things are ways to bring connection to yourself mm. so that you exactly. can then connect with someone else. Mm. Exactly. Exactly that. Yep. And uh, as I say, it's, um, it, it will be for most anyway it will be unfamiliar or what we what becomes what probably has become more familiar is uh what people are feeling but um mm. if it stays just there then we're not getting literally to the heart of the matter mm. uh, to find out what what's really important to us that is uh, either, either I'm not honouring or the other person or the other people are not honouring. We want to have a conversation in that place. You know, it is the old Rumi quote, you know, that uh, there is a field beyond right and wrong. Uh, I'll meet you there. Now, that could be just a, a sort of a two lines of a poem, or we could actually talk about almost a field of energy where we will meet in that place uh, or a field of knowledge or a domain of knowledge, uh, which is adding to our repertoire of knowledge and skills, which allows us to grow as humans. And our nature is to grow, of course. Um, and relationships, uh, you know, have also a life cycle and are um uh, their purpose is to enable the relationship itself and the people in it to grow. Mm. So that's not just a, a, you know, if we think of a family, that's not just a, on the physical side of children growing up. It's, uh, it is about all of us growing up in many ways, yeah. becoming more adults rather than still be six-year-olds <laughs> in the playground going, you hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you back, and now you know what it feels like, you know, mm. which... Uh, it's pretty limited, really. It's uh, just going to go round in uh, circles on that, and there won't be any growth. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you said earlier on about the the purpose of conflict is, you know, is about understanding. And when two grown-ups understand each other, and understand what each of them needs, you know, maybe, you know, one needs time, one needs space for themselves to come back to themselves, the other needs connection, then you've got two different needs going on. But if you understand that, there's more, an, a greater opportunity for harmony and a different, you know, agreeing to to disagree in a way. Like it's yeah, okay. Sure. It's okay for you to want this and me to want that. Yeah. And that's that's in a way the purpose of conflict is to help us understand each other, but also understand ourselves. Yeah, and and to understand that uh, there's a bit of a fairy tale myth. Maybe I don't know if that's two separate things or one thing, but the the notion of um, 
uh, once you find your uh, soulmate, um, everything, you know, they all lived happily ever after. Well, it's not, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint anybody, but relationships are hard work mm. and they really, you know, they're not easy. And most of us have, to be frank, I'd say, it's a personal opinion, opinion alert. <laughs> um, I don't think we've uh, we've learned very well from the models that were shown to us or are shown to us, whether in real life or in fiction. You know, it's uh, um, yeah, it, it requires uh, commitment, requires work um yeah and and dealing with setbacks and dealing with disappointments um that that you know the fantasy of how things may be started don't maintain because that's not real so um yeah and, yeah, the- and, we're, and we're two separate or if it's if it's a couple we're talking about it's two separate people who are different there are similarities, but they are different and separate, and they will grow in their own way at different pace, a uh, different pace, different times, and different ways. Um, so, you know, what's the glue that holds us together is uh, another question to explore, uh, but not on this call, mm. but for another. <laughs> and with, yeah. Well, yes, that that glue actually is love, but not the kind of love that you barter for that says i love you only if you behave the way i want you to That's it. it's yeah, a different sure. kind of hmm. it's a love that it kind of passes all that surpasses all that that yeah. says uh, you know it's a love for yourself actually yeah of course yeah listen. yeah sure yeah. respect to yourself listen to yourself mm. first yeah. and foremost and then you can do mm. all of those things with another so yeah so yeah Thank you. Um, so we have a few steps for people to follow over the holiday period, one of which is ask yourself, what am I feeling in my body? What is my body feeling? What am, what am I telling myself? Actually, then the other question to that is, is that true, what I'm telling myself? <laughs> Because it's a story, isn't it, that goes on in the head as a result of the limbic brain coming online or the amygdala coming online and and giving us all kinds of Mm. threats. You know, this is the threat. And, Mm. yeah, so. (laughs) Well, it's just I'm a big fan of of noticing, actually, you know, just to get curious again to the risk of kind of banging that drum um, Mm. a lot. Get curious, get wondering, uh, yeah, okay, there I am thinking that thought again or feeling that feeling again or experiencing that sensation in my body again. And what's what's it all kind of telling me or leading me to? Um, and maybe I could tell myself something different, uh, which then would affect what's going on in my body, what I'm feeling. Yeah, so it's it's just that curiosity and the wondering, uh, noticing what's happening, and just noticing without any desire to change anything. Actually, it's uh, just the noticing itself, um, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if 
when we start to realize what we're telling ourselves, that uh, there's a lot of judgment and a lot of criticism in on that's uh, we're we give ourselves during a day, at the end of a day. I wonder how much appreciation mm. and gratitude we give ourselves um, during a day, at the end of a day. I suspect most of us are focusing on the things we haven't done, uh, our to-do list that still, uh, you know, we've not ticked off as many as we thought we would, or we haven't done things very well. So, you know, and that, that's a pretty kind of um, demoralizing, disempowering kind of thinking. Um, I'm not saying we should ignore those, but how about we try and balance them out a bit better um, by you know, thinking of things that we have done well, uh, giving ourselves a almost literal pat on the back for those kind of things. Um, uh, writing those things down, you know, every now and again as well to appreciate, you know, um, just to, if we think of a pair of scales, you know, we really want to try and redress that balance. And I think there's typically for most people, there's a real imbalance in terms of how many critical comments we make of ourselves or, or and others actually um, in a day uh, rather than the appreciation or the gratitude. Yeah, that's a really yeah, that's leave, a really leave that you know leave that thought there as a as a way to finish up. Actually, yeah, that's that is a really good way to finish up because appreciation and gratitude. Um, what has somebody done really well? What have I done really well today? What's somebody else done really well today that I can appreciate? That changes the energy between people as well. Mm, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So. Thank you, Peter. Really appreciate your time, and um, I really hope that it helps people over the next uh, few weeks of stressful time. Christmas, I think, for a lot of people. So, yeah, I mm. hope that it helps. That, yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, I, I, I do believe. I think I know uh, we have talked about uh, there could be some uh, value in uh, in the at some point next year to uh, bring this into uh, a little bit more of a uh, a learning uh, environment, a learning situation. Let's say a, a weekend, possibly uh, later in the year next year, mm. to uh, for those that would like to. Um, explore this more fully um not just as a a concept or a, a cognitive thing um but uh, to actually practice and develop the habits themselves yeah. anyway so that would be awesome thank you okay thank you very much and okay you're very welcome bye for Thanks. now bye for now thank you for being with us today if you would like to find out more, you can check out my website, www.spiritoftheinca.com. And do please join us soon or get in touch. You can email me at chris at spiritoftheinca.com.
Bendición ta, choraiku waiku. Bendición ta, saminchaiku waiku. Kuyai kuyai puriskaiku mantra. Kuyai kuyai puriskaiku mantra. Aya po sangati, ay koyorite. Nyachut, nyachut taita, saminchaiku wanginya. Nyachut taita, mentisiku wanginya. Iskai koyor, nyawaikiwa. Piscarosas, maquiquiwan. Ay, papito, ay, pachamama. Gracias, urpilais un boy.